What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple H podcast. Thanksgiving has passed, but the NBA is still here. The three of us are still here. Steve, Jake, and myself here to talk hoops once again. If you're watching live, it's a little late one for the boys, and we're just excited to be here, though, guys. How are we doing, man? Oh, we're doing, man. We're doing it. We came off one of the best holidays ever. Thanksgiving needs the respect it deserves. Had a lot of good food, watched a lot of good games, and basketball's really getting the swing of it. We're getting to the point now, right, where we're about, what, a quarter of the way almost, quarter of the way through the season. We're starting to see these te- real identities, these teams. Some pretenders are showing their pretenders. Some contenders are popping up that we didn't expect. There's a few surprise teams, and – the games have been great, and I got to say, like, hand up, I was doubting the uh, in-season tournament a little bit, and I've been locked into it. It's been it's been a really fun watch, and I'm actually really looking forward to this single elimination style or, or format yeah. we are going to see. that The NBA in single elimination is going to be wild. I, I really hope the teams, and I think they will, play like they're playing for a championship in these single elimination games because I'll tell you what. You know, despite a few teams, the Mavs playing terrible in group play, I'm really, really happy with the final eight teams we have. I'm really happy with the eight teams. Yeah, I love it, man. And that's that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the end-season tournament today. Jake, I know you were just saying before we hopped on, you, you've you been loving every second of this, man. I, I The only times I had doubt is just like at the beginning, just like trying to fully understand what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jake, you, I liked what you said. Like, it's nice, like knowing the specific nights of the in-season tournament. Like we yeah. had that clarity. Once you had that clarity, I feel like it, it was easy to dive into. I've, I've long said Tuesday is the worst day of the week. And the, our Mondays are not as bad as Tuesdays to me. Yes. Tuesdays is like, damn, it's another Monday feels yeah. like, but the, having the Tuesday and Friday games and just knowing like for this first month, like, okay, these games are happening on these days and like the, the stakes are higher. And I feel like, you know, just watching, like we've watched so much basketball in our life this year, anything else, like you could tell like that there was just a little bit something extra in all oh, these yeah. games. Like everyone's like, what are these players going to do? Are they really going to be competitive or anything? Yeah. Like everybody was balling out. And then you have teams running up the score and you got Billy Donovan freaking out at Joe Missoula. <laughs> They're trying to run up the score and everything else. And, you know, there's, there's opinions on both sides on whether that's good for the game bad for the game everything else but i just think like having this little wrinkle in the season and we've been sitting here and it's basically been the main topic of conversation for nba basketball for november and that's the what it was supposed to do like it was just supposed to be like a time where no one's checking into the nba like casual fans are like oh it's just november nba like right. no one's playing while like that has just not been the case even though it hasn't been every night of tournament games like you have to it's been a thing to follow along. And like you just said, Steve, single single elimination bracket NBA basketball yeah. sounds Crazy. nuts. That's going to be yeah. insane. And we have some great matchups just in this first round, but mm. potentially in the semifinals and the finals, like these could be all-time regular season NBA games. Like that's the thing too is like how many NBA games like do you remember personally in your head from the regular season like there's probably a handful that we could bring up on our minds but a lot of us go to the playoffs for our big like moments in the nba games i'm thinking of like you know the the heat when they played the bulls and they they extended the streak or the curry shot against the thunder like the games like that that are big games this is games that 
the finals of this tournament, if the final, what if it's a Lakers Celtics finals right. in, the, in the final yeah. in season tournament? Like that's going to be amazing. Oh, Adam Silver would start floating. Oh. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? A lot, I think a lot of the pushback when this was first originally announced is like, do, are the players really going to care? Are the teams really going to care? This feels like it's yeah. a money grab. And at first I agreed with it, but we got to think fellas at the end of the day, these are, we're talking about world-class superstar athletes that just want to compete. Yes. Just yeah. want to compete. And now we're in the final eight. And it's like all they want to do is win this first tournament. They want to win. I don't care. You can throw out all the plans, whatever. Once we got here to this single elimination format, I tell you, I'll tell you right now, all the players, the coaches, they just want to win. So I think we're gonna see some type of almost like playoff like rotations in the lineups. The mm -hmm. stars are gonna play big minutes. And these games are going to give you almost that college basketball March Madness feel where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're having a cold shooting night. You better snap out of it because you don't have yeah. a seven-game series like you do at every NBA playoff series. This is do or die one game. So it's like, you know what? They are going to play their superstars, and they're going to try. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what that single elimination style is going to be like in the NBA. Yeah, and – like the fact that the NBA, I think, ultimately ended up doing a great job marketing this. And, you know, if you want to say you don't like the courts because most of us don't like most of the courts and most of the jerseys, I did come across this today and I thought it was just so funny. Like Adam Silver, you know, whether it was on purpose or not, it ended up being kind of genius because this was the headline of a CNN article that I saw today. The NBA in-season tournament uh, running this year for the first time is the league's idea for that mid-season boost. And it says it has every, the NBA has hideous new courts people are tuning in to watch. <laughs> like, and that's, and that's, just, that's just two facts about the NBA in-season tournament. That hideous courts and people are tuning in to watch. Uh, it's making so much buzz that even CNN had to write an article about it. And I just think it's hilarious. Um, that was the court, that's a great the point. Though, need the courts, they need to change. I don't understand the stripe down the middle. They could they could just do the arcs or something like that. But it has been nice because, like we talked about, like the Tuesdays and Fridays, you know the games are happening. When you see these stupid ass courts, you know the game has some different meaning to it too. So I think it's achieved that. It's just like why I don't understand the line. I'm not a designer, I guess. I just don't get what the fuck that big ass line through the middle was for any. Yeah. Game. I just I don't get why they some of the courts have to be so like dark colored. Like as someone who is colorblind, when one team's wearing, you know, their dark colored jerseys and you're playing on a dark colored court, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough yeah. to watch. It's tough to see the guys. I but, think that's but, the worst part. I think the jerseys, the jerseys matched with the courts is what's making it bad. Yeah, and that's the thing. Obviously, I, I know it, the courts, like when you see it, it's like this is a game that this is an in-season tournament game. But some of them, it's like you don't need to make the colors as vibrant as they have. Bro, the Philly yes. court. I was sitting. Uh, I'm, I'm watching at the bar. I'm watching at the, the bar Pelicans last week, and so it's a big ass. Yeah, we're on a big ass projection screen. that's just red, just glowing <laughs> in my face. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, take this yeah. off. Like, I'd rather just be on a small like monitor or something because this is abrasive. It's crazy. Yeah. So that and and that was. The, probably the longest tease you'll get from us because we are gonna we're gonna rip through the news and notes, but we're gonna get right into the knockout rounds of the in-season tournament. I w I do have a, a little bit more to say.
about the courts because I I had the pleasure of experiencing the Celtics court in person you the did. other night. Um, so I that's another little tease there. But yes, news and notes, we got to get to it. LaMelo Ball with a bad sprained ankle, expected to miss extended time was the report from Woj, which just absolutely sucks. We were talking before, right before we got on here. LaMelo has been balling this season, really the only yeah. bright spot to the Hornets season and franchise at this point is what is what it's looking like um so this this just sucks i mean for multiple reasons how how long do you guys think lamello stays in charlotte for Mm. Mm, i i don't i don't think he's there much longer i mean because it's also too like he his performance on the court right it's charlotte's not in a position to want to build around this guy i don't think they can if he can't stay healthy he hasn't been able to stay healthy but also like he when he's healthy, he plays like a superstar. And we know, you know, I don't think LaMelo Ball is gonna be in Charlotte his entire career. I think LaMelo Ball is more of a, a bigger city kind of guy, brighter lights. And uh I don't think LaMelo Ball wants to, you know, have his career being built around playing with a uh, guy who I don't know should be in the league right now is the second best uh member on the Charlotte Hornets. And then after that, what do you got? Terry Rozier, how many years he's got left? I love Mark Williams, but you know, he's not a number a two option on Miller. offense. Brandon Miller, it's been a tough start too. And it's just one of those where it's like Charlotte's also not in a position to have a guy like this. Charlotte's got a completely blow it up like but they won't because it's charlotte but i i, I think the injuries too with lamella who knows how long he'll be out this time but it's tough I because know, it we, sucks man we saw him play so well for about three weeks stretch i think he was at a point i think he's averaging like 25 five and eight right now but he was having a stretch where he was averaging like 38 and eight for a few weeks yeah and he is, was just uh... carrying this team this is his four games before the the game where he suffered the injury. Um, so, you know, we're not going to count his stats in that game. But 37 points, five assists, five rebounds. 34 points, nine assists, five rebounds. 36 points, eight assists, nine rebounds. That was an overtime win against the Boston okay. Celtics. 34 points, 13 assists, eight rebounds. So, I mean, he was, you know, one of the best – He's on one of the yeah. best, like, just sole player hot streaks in the NBA at that time. Um, so, yeah, it sucks for LaMelo. Who knows about the Hornets, man? I mean, I can't I think the Hornets are playing right now. I can't even imagine watching a Hornets game without LaMelo being in it. But no. there are Mark Williams, Mark Williams, walking yeah. double double. They're actually somehow up 73 71 at the half on Brooklyn right now. So, a lot um, of defense in that game. Yeah. <laughs> I know 73 71 at the half is crazy. That's yeah, a um, high scoring game. Hopefully you guys have. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Cavs are two minutes left in the third and have 70 points against the Trailblazers at home. 70 to 64. Against the Trailblazers, they're still not even at 100 pace. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on the Cavs. And then, yeah, just. Yeah, we we don't have to talk about this. There's some fun basketball. There's some fun basketball going on around. That's what they think. It's sad to see about LaMelo. I think he's definitely a guy that we look into the offseason as we, we always talk about who do we think the next guy that's going to want out is and one of like the trade candidates because there's always a star that decides they want out. He feels like a guy that should oh, yeah. want out. Like that's not even like it's not – there's no reason behind it. Like he's not going anywhere with this team and he deserves so much better. This is a great point. The Ball family injuries, man. It's because oh. of the damn shoes that they had to wear for four years that were <laughs> terrible. 
It's the big yeah, baller man. brand shoes. They all got out of them. Like, uh, it's tough. It's tough to it's see. It's tough, um, too. The timing of both of them. Like, when Lonzo started yeah. to show, like, oh, he's really going to take that next step. Injury. LaMelo Ball. Any time he starts going on a rapid hot streak. Injury. It's just brutal. Because, you know, you know, the balls were kind of, I don't even want to say a, a meme or anything, but, you know, with LaVar Ball, everyone, like, are these guys actually really good basketball players? And they are. Yeah. They really are. I And, and LaMelo was turning into a superstar. He just can't stay on the court. Yeah. It's, it's tough yeah. to see. Because I'll be honest, I was I I was wrong about Lamelo. I did not think he'd be this type of no. impactful player on the court, and he really has been. Like I said, he's he's been incredible in, in all aspects: playmaking, shooting, physicality. Like this guy, just got he's just got to stay healthy, and you know, I don't think anyone wants to rush him back in Charlotte. <laughs> As a bit of right. a segue to our next topic, don't you think the Golden State Warriors would have wished they just took Lamelo Ball there? Oh. Yeah, because I feel like it's a uh, whole yeah. different uh, yeah. scenario. Who they pick again? That right? guy from Memphis, uh, <laughs> barely get out of the court right now on the Pistons, Mister James Wiseman. He can't get out of the court for the Pistons. They're, they, yeah. they they're going to win not, ten not, games not, this year. It's <laughs> crazy. I, I can't believe how yeah. bad they still are. I really, I really. Bro, I feel so bad for Cade the other day where he's just like, we're a bad team, all this other stuff, and then they can't even get up for a game against the Wizards. I was, I don't know about you guys, I, I was locked in for Wizards Pistons because I'm like, I need to were. see, like, see what's going on here. Like, who is going to be this bad? And they just, the Pistons are like another tier of bad under the Wizards, and we've seen the stat. I think, did you guys see the stat about how? Pool and Kuzma are the worst duo? Yeah, the, in the worst, league, like negative thirty-two points. Cool. Now I understand why the Warriors got rid of Poole for what they got rid of him for. I, yeah. I've watched Poole maybe five times. So it's the biggest headache to watch. And I, I know you were saying you watched the Wizards-Pistons game, Jake. Yeah. What, what Poole tried to pull in a sore Thompson just blocking him out of <laughs> was one of the greatest things. It's like, dude, just he, go up for the normal layup. He's got yeah. Why are you trying to show what up when you're doing? on the Wizards? And he's done that in almost every game this year. He's trying to make highlight real plays. It's like – and he'll airball this, like – Fadeaway three like side shots like cool. You're not that guy. I I don't want to bring back that meat like you know from a year ago. But you're not that guy, pal. Like Jordan Poole isn't that guy, and he's still trying to be him. It's like, dude, it makes sense why you're coming off the bench your, your entire career on the Warriors because they made you look a lot better than you do by yourself on the Wizards. A lot better. Yep. Yeah. It. Um, it. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I, I had a tweet the other day, and I was just like, I can't believe Jordan Poole was, like, a big part of the reason the Warriors beat the Celtics in the finals. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts. Like, how I don't – it's I so – that's such a tough pill to swallow, man. Like, just watching him now in, in a Wizards uniform, it's like, that doesn't seem real. But He's broken. I think we talked about the – about 2K, about trying to rebuild the Wizards one time and just how we didn't even want to touch it. And I was like, I'll still do that. Be, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. It's impossible. Oh, you don't. I don't know who the hell or what you're doing at that point, but – it's tough times in Washington and Detroit, but we were talking about the uh, we were talking about the, the Warriors, who it's also tough times for. Clay yeah, Thompson's Charles. frustrated. Charles, yeah, Charles, Charles had some words the other night yeah, on TNT. Did. He said they were cooked, and they are certainly not a contender. Uh, I mean, he was basically, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to say that for this year yet, just because I tried that the last couple of years and they proved me wrong. Um, but yeah, he's just basically saying, you know, 
Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they are not who they were a few years ago, you know, and he was like, Steph can only carry them so far. That's the part that worries me. It's like Steph can carry them as far as Steph wants to, but obviously it is a lot for them. Chris Paul with a lower leg nerve contusion, um, you know, whatever that means. He's out in for tonight's game. If you're listening live Thursday night and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if this Warriors team can afford a Chris Paul injury, which is crazy because I didn't, you know, I didn't know how much Chris Paul is going to move the needle for this team, but the way they look this year is they're going to need, you know, every contribution they're um, getting from from this roster yeah. you know what concerned me the most about this team right now and it's it's a lot of issues going on and clay thompson's one of the biggest issues he's just you he's know whatever resurgence he had me, he's annoying and he just hasn't been delivering like at all like he's not backing it up at all and you have the other day where moody was having an incredible game and they take him off the floor for clay and then they lose that game and steve kerr after is like Oh, we just wanted to go with the vets and clay and you can clearly see like there is issues going on behind the scenes that clay is just like i need to be on the floor he's not yeah. the best basketball draymond right too and that's draymond too, draymond too like 100 percent. and draymond you know playing well tackling rudy gobert and doing and doing like this normal antics that he has like these are two guys that are actively hurting your team and you're not willing to do what you need to do and take them off the floor because being a head coach in the nba is as much managing egos as it is anything else i don't think steve yeah. is doing a good job of it these guys shouldn't be playing and whether whether you don't want to deal with a Moody or whatever else and their growing pains, like that is the best chance to win right now. Those guys are playing better basketball. When you watch the games, you're like, why are these guys not getting more minutes? You see, like Clay is not he's a shell of himself. No, he's, of what yeah, he he's, it's so sad to no see, but it's true. It. it is. I have I have to rant about Clay for a second, man, yeah. because <laughs> this for me started a couple of years ago. And granted, the beginning of it was complete bias. It was against the Celtics in the finals when he was crying about the fans at the TD Garden and, you know, just kind of making a mockery of Boston fans. And like, it was just so. It was just so ironic because he was calling fans babies and like all he's been doing since that moment, since I've seen is every press conference where a game didn't go his way or the Warriors are in a slump. He just can't help but bitch to the media. And the other night was just so crazy because it was exactly what you were talking about, Jake. He like asked a reporter who was in the middle of his question. He was like, you want me to bench me? And then he was like, no, that's okay. You can say that if you want to. And he goes, sometimes he said, thanks, Steve. Like talking about Steve Kerr. And he's like, sometimes you earn these things like patience and time to find yourself. I think history is on our side when it comes to that stuff. Like, yes, everyone agrees with that, man. Like sometimes just like last year as an example, you let the warriors get into their groove and they usually come out on top. But for you to come into the season and claim that this was going to be your best season yet, and this is what you're giving us, and then you have the audacity to say this stuff to the media and try to clown a reporter. And and then at the end of all of it, it's so picture perfect. He says, I don't care what people say, man. Oh, you don't? You you just clearly do. You just went back and forth with the reporter, dude, about it. Like, oh, man, it's it's just – it's – the comments after the game are becoming tougher to watch than than him on the court. And if he just did never said that this was going to be his best season yet, which I think all of us didn't believe that, 
Right. You, you wouldn't have to dig yourself out of this hole and be like be as insecure as he's being. I just it's a bad look for him. It's a bad look for the Warriors as a whole. Steve Kerr's kind of been whining more than usual this season. And I get it. You know, there's obviously frustration when you lose, but it, it, it's it's just becoming very corny trying to trying to watch and, and understand the the Warriors at this stage. It's crazy because you watch some games and you're like, I think the second best player in the Warriors tonight is Dario Saric. Like, I, I think he's the second best player right now. Like, you watch, and it's That's not crazy. You watch the games, it's like he's the one who's playing the second, like, best. Like, Wiggins has kind of disappeared. Clay's averaging 15, shooting 36% from three point range. Like, that's not Clay Thompson. That's that's not what Clay Thompson does. Like, that's not what you, and it's just, and the defense too, Dunny, has just been. Like it's fallen off a cliff, and we saw signs of this this previous year. Clay can't guard anyone. You know, I I would sacrifice the offensive stats. You know, going down a little bit, regressing a little bit. You know, with age, he's dealt with injuries. Fine. It's like he's not even putting in any effort on the defensive side of the ball, and it's just like this is a guy who used to be one of those you know great on ball defenders, and now it's just it's like he's a liability on the court. And we we said this, Chris Paul didn't feel like it would fit too well. And I'm not really going to blame Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's played fine. But I just think the Warriors hold as a team. We just don't have like a staple five, like starting five. Or a, no. this is the lineup we want to run at the end of the game. It's like, all right, this guy's playing well. We'll give him some extra run. Like I thought Kuminga has had some bright spots so far this year. And then. It just can't get worse. Like Is, is, I, is that actually true? Wiggins slammed his hand to the car door out tonight. Oh my god! What is up with and this that, team's in shambles? Did you guys see yeah. the um? Did you guys see the reports too that there's frustrations within the the Warriors organization that Wiggins hasn't been in basketball shape since he took that yeah. personal uh, leave of absence that well, is shown. still undisclosed. Yeah, still undisclosed the reasons. You know, the Warriors were very patient. They kind of protected his privacy too and now people are saying he hasn't been in shape since since those times which yeah. i mean that that's a huge concern and Big concern. for players to or whoever to leak that to the media i mean it, it just goes to show that there's not much good uh going on in the bay area right now it's uh it's sad man i yeah. I mean that's that that's the state of the Warriors. I'm sure you know this could be subject to change. Look at Dunny's grin, Jake. You can see his <laughs> the audio <laughs> listeners can't see what it, grin. But he's, he's he's got that evil smile. All oh, bad. The Warriors downfall. It's such a shame. <laughs> bad for basketball. Hey, hey, Charles Barkley has been wrong before, man. He he could be wrong about the Warriors being cooked. I, I'm not ready to say it yet, but it's it's dark time. I'm ready to say now. it. I'm ready to say it. <laughs> That team right, is fine. not very sad. It's the same before be the year that. started. I think yeah, this we, is the year of the downfall. We we said this. We were on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I, I saw – like I didn't think they were going to, you know, look like they did a few years ago or even last year, but I didn't know it would be this bad this quick. Yeah. And um, it, it's it's not fun. But a team that is could not be more opposite of the Golden State <laughs> yeah. Warriors, who Steve requested to talk about, and it was an oversight that I didn't put these guys in the notes, especially because our the Celtics' only in-season tournament loss was to this team. Mm -hmm. The Orlando Magic, the hottest team oh. in the NBA, eight straight, eight straight wins. Ooh. 
eight straight wins, and second the seed opponents. in the Eastern Conference. And second these, seed in the Eastern Conference. Look at these teams. They're beaten. They beat the Nuggets and the Celtics on back-to-back games. I mean, yeah. they beat the Pacers, who have been looking good this year. They beat the Bulls, who JBC, you know, one of our great listeners, calls is going to win the Eastern Conference. So that's got to be a good win. But this Orlando yep. Magic team, winners of eight straight. And I, I will say this first before I go into anything about the actual team. If you are not following the Orlando Magic socials, you need to be following them right now. They are phenomenal. They might be performing as well as the team is. But this is incredible because this is a team we talked about a year ago had the first overall pick, took Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro has one of the best rookie seasons probably since LeBron, but no one really talked about it because it was Paolo Bancaro on the Orlando Magic. And now it's like they just got a group of guys. The Orlando Magic have kind of the same thing the Warriors have, but the positive side, right? The Warriors have a bunch of guys. They don't really know how to work them around because it's like, oh, we have to give Clay minutes. We have to give Draymond minutes. No, these guys are earning their minutes on the Magic. you got, obviously, Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro, who are the probably top two guys on this team. But Cole Anthony's playing well. Jalen Suggs is finally looking like the Jalen Suggs that the Magic drafted. You see them, you see them do the LeBron, the LeBron Wade dunk last night? Yeah, dude. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes dude. I mean, and this is also Fultz and Wendell Carter have been hurt for this mm-hmm. too. These are also two guys who will get big minutes, regular pieces. I mean, Mo Wagner. Franz's brother is playing well. You got Goga Batazi, who's been playing well as well. Like the Magic just have a bunch of guys. The moment Cole Anthony is absolutely having a season. He I heard mean, he heard all the talks from the summer that was like, if definitely. there's somebody that's getting out, Cole's out. And he took that to heart because he has been balling. But what like impresses me the most about this is this is a team that's playing like a team. I think Ben Carroll's their leading score. He's only averaging 20 a game. Like you don't have a guy taking over. Every single night. Obviously, Bancaro's your best player. Franz Wagner's probably the second best. But it's not like they are taking over every night. It's just like a, a new guy wants to step up each time. And, and it's been fun basketball to watch because they're playing like a team. You look at Orlando Magic box scores. You look at the starters. It, it feels like almost every night, every starter's got like three-plus assists. Which in today's day in the NBA, that's wildly impressive. Yeah. And this is just a team that's playing like a team playing team basketball, and when you have a young core like this that's learning and growing together, it's scary. And I thought they'd improve this year, but the fact that they're, right, like we said, a quarter of the way through the NBA season, they're second in the Eastern Conference, and they beat they beat the Celtics. They beat the Nuggets. They It wasn't like, oh, the Magic survived. No, they beat the Celtics. Like, yeah. they were winning the majority against the Nuggets. Like, this is a good basketball team that's – Playing up to playing up to their competition, I'm really impressed. How how it will sustain, we'll see. But the Magic have to be taken seriously right now, and I don't think any of us thought we were going to be having this conversation this early in this season. No, man, it's 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 cool to see. I mean, I think you you could kind of see this starting to happen last year. I mean, not mm-hmm. this. No one expected this. You you kind of assumed it was like. Okay, the Magic, yeah, like maybe they're they're a seven, eight seed this mm-hmm. year, and they start to make some noise, and they got young guys. So this is just like that. The future is bright for the Magic. No, they're the Magic are here now, man. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's it will be interesting to see. You know, you you brought up the Pacers too, and we've we've already given the Pacers a bunch of love this year, and we're gonna talk about it more because uh, we're gonna be talking about the knockout rounds of the in season tournament. But I mean, 
you talk about like it, it'll be just be so fun to watch like where will the magic and indiana pacers end up in, in the the playoff race at the end could you the imagine end? if they were a first round like playoff series yeah oh my, oh, God. my so gosh fun. bro also too i know we, we i give the pacers love every episode tyrus Halliburton has 28 points at halftime yeah we're talking about one of the best playmakers in the nba it's not like i'm scoring 30 so, every I've, night i've been thinking He's, about this we need to i need to go back and pull like all of our clips from the last year because everybody's jumping on this Halliburton band oh, right now and we have can't been, take him. Nah. Yeah, no, we've been exactly. on. We've been on. Halliburton stands, man. <laughs> Since he got drafted. I remember yes, vividly oh. yes. how he dropping from the draft episode. So, yeah, we, we need to own that. We need to own the yeah. Halliburton stock because it's, he, it's, it's unbelievable great. how good he is now. 28 points at half. And it's and usually he's, he's, not the scoring. Like, it's usually, like no, it is the but, scoring, but the playmaking. But he's scoring, but he still gets 10, 12 assists a night. And he's always just like, I'm just going to score 30, 30 plus a game. I'm going to hit six threes every night. He's just doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And I was uh, I was watching that Heat Pacers game before we hopped on here, and the the Pacers opened the game on a fifteen to four run and caused Spolster to call a timeout. She's like, yep. "That's that's just who they are this year, They're man." So much fun to watch. Super fun, just like the Magic, who we were just talking about. And yeah, well, we're gonna be talking about the Pacers again here because let's get into the knockout rounds, yep. the in season tournament. We're starting the Western Conference. Uh, it's. It's crazy, man. Like Lakers, Suns, the the number one, number four matchup, and this we get we get LeBron and KD going against each other for a, a meaningful, uh, more than meaningful regular wow. season game. Going into the season, we hadn't seen them face off for five years, five six years, whatever it was, and now we get this crazy tournament style game that we have no idea what to expect single elimination like steve said at the top and it's kd it's lebron not to mention all the other stars that they share the court with i mean it's going to be great and then you know the other matchup in the west how about the kings and the pelicans who have also been two great teams to watch here they had one of the it's, most fun games I've watched all year a couple weeks ago they're just flying up and down the court zion has been Zion and Ingram have both been like fun in yeah. spurts, but the Kings have just been so much fun to watch. Like you said, you mentioned that Warriors game earlier. That game again the other night was like thrilling the whole time, and you knew the stakes at hand too. But like mm-hmm. just the high level of this Kings team to see where they were last year, be like, are they going to be able to do this again? Like, can they really follow up on this? And yes, yes, they can. They are, yeah, they of can. Course. And from the Pelican side, too, you get McCollum back, right? He played mm-hmm. the other night. They get McCollum back. Trey Murphy might be back from this game. That, so we might have the full Pelicans team where you're going to see, you know, Ingram, Zion, McCollum, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, and then Trey Murphy is the sixth man. Like if, and I'm telling you, I think these teams, maybe they won't, you know, give Murphy his full role right back right away because it's first game back. But either or, like this is single elimination. Like these guys are going to play. And on the first matchup, Lakers Suns, I got to say, is the college basketball fan in me? This is what all the college basketball fans wanted. Like you just want to see KD and LeBron in a mm-hmm. single game elimination. Like this is, this is like so cool. Where I'm like, yeah, we've seen the playoff series of KD versus Braun, but it's only fitting that the first like in season tournament 
we have KD versus Braun in a single elimination game, two of probably the greatest players we've ever watched play basketball, especially of our generation. Like that is, you couldn't write a better script. This so. is like a, a couple years ago when it was Wichita State and Kentucky in the second round and everybody yeah. was like, we need this yeah. game. Like we need this to yeah. happen. And then we got it. That's what this feels like. Thank yeah, you give me KD LeBron match. first round, oh. sign me up. Yeah, man. What do you... I, I have a kind of a weird take, and I, you know, I, I think this game's still going to be crazy competitive. I'm, I'm so excited to see LeBron, KD. I think out of all the teams, both East and West, who are in this knockout round of the in-season tournament, I think it's it's probably a little weird for the Suns because, like, we haven't seen the you know we haven't seen much of the, the their big three be healthy, right. and they've been dealing with. Mm-hmm these injuries all year. I mean, it's still pretty incredible that they managed to to snag a four seed here and make it to the knockout rounds of this tournament. Mm-hmm. But you you wonder, like, outside looking in, it's like how motivated, you know, I'm sure the players are, I'm sure Durant is, but, like, how motivated is just, like, the Suns organization? Like, are they caring about the in-season tournament? They, they haven't seen much of this big three that they constructed – over the summer that, you know, that they made all these crazy moves to build the roster that we raved about in the off season. And now they, they, you know, they have to worry about uh, super meaningful games in the beginning of December. I don't know. I just, it's out of all the teams, I feel like they're kind of the outlier where they have obviously all, all the teams in this have bigger aspirations at a championship, but I wonder if it's just like a little weird for Suns fans and the organization as a whole and maybe even some of the players who are dealing with or have dealt with these injuries this season they're like all right are we you know are we gonna kill ourselves for a couple of games here to win this tournament which I think they will I think they'll you know they're trying to stay motivated but it, it is a little strange to think about it from that angle too when you do have those certain types of situations like the Suns do yeah definitely It'll be interesting to see like who they run out for this first round matchup. Cause like I tell you too, like we know LeBron. LeBron loves a legacy. LeBron loves He wants the first ever in-season tournament championship without a doubt. So you know that he's gonna go all out for this. So I'm I'm excited to see. I really do think we could have a game where LeBron and Kevin Durant each take 30 plus shots. Well yeah KD is top five in the league in scoring right now. Like KD has been awesome and he's been efficient too. But the Lakers like you're talking about the Suns and are they care about it. I feel like on the flip side the Lakers need this because LeBron basically flamed their entire team after the loss on the Philly. He's like I care about this. I care about these games. I don't know if the Mm -hmm. rest of the team does. And you know like when LeBron starts saying things like that he's clearly not happy with the roster but then but they've been able to produce in this in-season tournament situation. So, like, this is a team who's not in a good space, really. Like, they're not where they want to be. They're losing to the Thunder right now as we're doing this podcast. Like, they've been on a little bit of a slump, so I feel like the Lakers are going to look at it as an opportunity to kind of get their season back on track. By way. Like, oh, if yeah. they win three games here, win this championship, like, that might be a rallying point for them. But And on the yeah. Suns' point, like, as you're saying, like, what do they care about this game? They're just trying to get guys healthy, and they're clearly built – for the playoff run and trying to be a, a title contender too. So it is like two kind of warring philosophies going against each other in the game on top of everything else. And the staple center is going to be nuts for this game with KD versus LeBron in this kind of situation too. So like the atmosphere is definitely going against the Suns yeah. in this situation too. 
Yeah, man, it's it, it's crazy. Just like the drama we can have just from just from the first round here, just from the first couple of games, and even just from that that one game that we were just talking about. It's it, it's so fun. It's so foreign. It's so new. I think that's part of the 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 allure to it. But I, I'm so excited. Uh, let's let's move over to the Eastern Conference. I I do want to start with the Celtics and not for my usual reasons and my selfish reasons to talk about them. But I just I got to experience the in season tournament in person the other night. Oh yeah, and it was. I don't know if it was the most chaotic or the the game with the most drama but i think that's what really got me pulled into this tournament because watching a team that going into the game knew the only way they were advancing was unless three other teams lost i think they need the right. Nets, Cavs, and one other team to lose all three of those t- teams so they weren't going to rely on that and they needed to win the game by 23 points and they knew that going <laughs> in and they one pulled it off, and two, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in an NBA game, especially being at the game, they were doing hack a Drummond, so they were intentionally fouling Andre Drummond up 30 points, up 30 points with seven minutes to go. Drummond just missing free throw after free throw. The the Jays, all our starters stayed in the entire fourth quarter down until like I think a minute and a half left up 30 points it's just like you don't see this on no, and the game was like still it. felt competitive because the bulls were trying to at that point after what they did hacking drumming <laughs> <laughs> and jbc is uh in the comments here our 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 yeah, listeners you're giving him nightmares right yeah, now he's, he's back. <laughs> i'm sorry it, it did seem messed up like even the players after the game were like it felt unsportsmanlike. It felt like we were doing something <laughs> wrong. Uh, and Missoula was like, we just we we knew what we had to do. Process over results is what he kept saying. And actually, at one point, he had to him and Billy Donovan, the the coach of the Chicago Bulls, had to meet at half court. And Missoula had to explain to him, like, look, we don't know if these three other teams are going to lose. So this is our strategy right now. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Uh, both coaches touched on it at the end of the game, and it's just like such a funny thing it's 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 so different from a normal regular season game in november and the chaos and the drama and the yo the but haven't you been there like perfect. i'm sure i'm maybe you've been in that situation in like a basketball tournament growing up i know i've, I've been in that situation with hockey tournaments like we go into like our our last game of the seat of the yeah. tournament and you're like all right you have to win this game five nothing at least right to, to move yeah. on and like we're winning that game ten nothing like we're, we're gonna make sure of it you know what i mean like you just got to do what you got to do you can't take any chances you don't want to be like hanging around the point differential so it is it's it's a big and maybe it'll be something like that uh teams get used to going forward but no one's going to be ha- ever be happy about that either like you're not gonna be happy when you're down by that much and then dealing with that no, shit. But like i think you gotta understand coaches too. coaches getting upset players aren't getting upset like you have to understand like the situation here yeah. They're not they're, like they're, there's there's a reason behind it, right? That's why I get so annoyed when they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm upset he made made the shot." Like you have to understand the situation here, and it's just one of those things where it's like these teams are gonna care. Like you said, Dunny, you said the Celtics Bulls game, the Kings Warriors, 
the, the, the Warriors had to win by 12 against the Kings to get in, and the Kings ended up winning that game because Draymond passed the ball out of bounds in a couple possessions in a row. But before that, it was like three minutes to go in the game. The Warriors were up, I think, six, seven points. And Curry's sprinting. He's like, we got to get shots up quick. Like, we got to get guys open. We got to get shots up. It's like my basketball brain had to adjust. I'm like, wait, the Warriors are up seven. Why? Are they? But they're playing the game like they're down five. Yeah. And I thought that's really cool because that's kind of a side of basketball in the NBA you don't really see. You actually see the opposite of it in most regular season games where once a team gets down like, you know, 10, 12 plus with under four minutes to go. They're like, all right, take the starters out. We're on a back-to-back. Take the starters out. We'll think we'll think about the next game. So to have that, you know, in it, it, into the tournament, I thought was an awesome idea with the uh point differential. And now, like I said, we get to see single elimination games. Like there's no set game two. There's no rest your guys. Nope. We come back here. You want to win this tournament. If you're if, if and you I'm want a sorry, trip to Vegas randomly exactly. in the season, right. too. That's get what to I'm Vegas. saying. That's what I'm saying. If if the if the Celtics are up like, you know, let's say 40 to like 24 at the end of the first quarter, I'll tell you what, Pacers starters are playing more than about four or five minutes in the second quarter like they normally do. Like these teams are gonna do what they can to win these games. And I like it because, like I said, I, at the start of the in-season tournament, everyone's like, oh, what's the what's the point? Do the players even care? They're competitive. They're superstar athletes. They want to win this. And, and now that we got here, they're going to try to win this. Oh, and like you said, Donnie, when they were hacking Drummond, it's that's that was the best way for them to try to win that game. Like, you're going to do whatever you can. And it's crazy, right, because you're up 20-plus. You're like, this just feels wrong. But it's yeah. not. This is what you got to do, what you got to do to get in here and win these games. And so I, I kind of liked it. It was it was refreshing almost for regular season basketball, being like these teams are actually really caring about these games. And now we're going to see four games where it's do or die, and these teams are going to care. Yeah, to just talk about the games a little bit here to preview them, if we're yeah. just talking from a big picture Mm-hmm. That Kings, Pelicans, and Pacers, Celtics are both going to be track meets. They are going Pacers, to be Celtics. first to 130 or something Might like that. Might be 150, 140. <laughs> yeah, Pacers, yeah, honestly. Because uh, like, the Pacers are going to want to play their style, and the Celtics will have no problem with that. They yeah. will run. The Celtics love shooting threes. Johnny, I don't know how you feel about this Celtics team this year shooting all their threes, but they are—they remind me of like a college team, like I don't yeah. even know, like an old like four in, four out, one in team where they're mm-hmm. just like, we're just gonna shoot thirty threes this game, and then Tatum's gonna do his stuff, and Brown's gonna do his stuff, and we'll go from there. Because it's crazy to watch, but they're they so damn good with. at it. Yeah, they shot 49 three pointers <laughs> against the Bulls the other night. At 43% shooting, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's worse. Like, like, that's the thing. You can't blame the Celtics for this strategy this year and the way that they've attacked teams because they nah, you got all the shooters. And, yeah. and you can't, and you can't, you have to leave space from the other shooters because you can't leave Tatum and Brown one on one. Like, you see what happens. So it's you awesome. The best. You want to hear the best part of that? Yeah. They, f- 49 of their 90 shots. <laughs> JBC is telling me no again. I'm so sorry, JBC. Steve, you're 40, getting hyped up here. 49 of the Celtics' 90 shots were threes. Guess how many threes the Bulls took? Oh, my God. 11. Nine. Oh, no, it's no. in the single digits. They no. took forty no. more. Are they? No, sorry, sorry. They made nine three pointers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
They took they took twenty eight, but they only made they only made okay. nine to twenty eight. still they double they still oh doubled God. them. Yeah, they still doubled them. They up. still doubled them. Up. Um, and the, the Bulls, the Bulls got some soul searching to do right oh now. Sorry, my. JBC, but the Bulls got some soul searching to do. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> yeah. It, no, but it, it's you're so right about the the pace of play in this in mm. this potential well not potential the potential pace of play in this Pacer Celtics game. It's it's going to be awesome. And then I think, you know, the pace of play is probably going to be the complete opposite for Bucks and Knicks, but that's, oh, that's going to be an absolute dogfight. First to 80. It could yeah. be the Knicks are going to want to slow the game down as much as they yeah. want, man. Knicks games have been a tough watch this year. And it's I like, it, I, it is just, they, they shoot with two seconds left in the shot clock. Every well, that's how Tibbs likes to play, man. He just, if, know, there's team, if there's just, a team, if there's a team in fan base, we talk about LeBron yeah, wanting this. Either. There's a team in fan base who wants this NBA Cup. Knicks fans and the Knicks want this shit. <laughs> like you know that Knicks <laughs> fans something, want that. Right? It's something exactly. Yeah. Like you can say they'll wrap like, up the season if they win it. Do they don't care? <laughs> They're like, what championship? We won in December. Are you guys kind of surprised the Bucks pulled out this number one seed because the Bucks have like I, I mean, they, they pulled it together a little, shape, bit, but a little bit. They're just yeah. Well, that was the thing, right? Like we're like, oh, the Bucks were struggling, and then they were kind of like being a little inconsistent. And then I didn't even realize it. I look in the in-season tournaments, like, yeah, the Bucks have the one. I go, what? What do you mean the Bucks? The Bucks and the Lakers have the one. But but you're right. It's like you know, it, it's almost kind of like LeBron, Giannis, these mega mega superstars. They win when it matters. They, they they're like, you know what? We're th- these games feel a little more important. We're gonna win these games and. The results show, right? Like, I mean, look at the like mega stars in here. They they kind of won. You have some exciting teams, you have some fun teams, but the one seeds are LeBron and Giannis. It's it's impressive. Hey. And then, you know, I'm not saying my take was right, but the man who doesn't want to play extra basketball, Nikola Jokic, didn't want to go to Vegas. He didn't want to go to <laughs> Vegas. The Nuggets would be in. The Nuggets could have been in here. They yeah. very easily could have. He's not, he's not trying to go to Vegas in the middle of the season. Jokic, come on, no. The Nuggets but, don't care about the red. Like I know Murray oh, was out for a little bit and everything, but I feel like he was out for a little bit longer than he needed to. Like the Nuggets yeah. do not care about the regular. They know they're the fine. They know they're one of the best. If teams they're the, the four or five seed, going. who wants to play them in the playoffs? Nobody. No team that's not one team. Play them. It's yeah. it's also crazy to think about. Like imagine I am too. I mean, yeah, goes, I am too. Especially because yeah. they're falling apart. Like like I said, yeah. LeBron is pissed. He's he's done with his team already. That's the thing, like. right? You'd like to, oh, the Lakers don't look good. The Bucks are inconsistent. Both one seats. So yeah. it's like all right, we'll see. But I'll, I'll I'll tell you what, guys. Like there are a couple you know scenarios I want to <laughs> see for a championship here. The it's not best yeah, for the ratings it. or whatever, but the basketball fan of me. I want to see Kings Pacers. That could, that, you, they might, that could be you. that could be one eighty to one seventy. That could that's be one of my notes here, Steve. Like I feel like this this kind of has we already touched on it. It kind of has AU tournament vibes, and uh-huh. I just feel like the like this tournament was like made for teams like the Pacers and the Kings. Yeah, yes. style of basketball they play, the type of players, and like just flashiness that they play with. It's the speed on both sides. I mean, like Fox yeah. and Halliburton going, oh. and then just yeah, and then just the fact that Halliburton went from the That's Kings to the saying. Pacers and yes. Sabonis. Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, I, I want the Celtics to win, obviously, but I, I, I can't say I would be displeased with that matchup. I would love it. 
I think any NBA fan would. It would. Oh my god, dude! The just the speed in that matchup would just be. Talk about being a little hard on the eyes, dude. Watch, watching those guys fly up and down on a disgusting. It's just it's just blurry like this the whole way. Guys, what is the what is the championship court going to look like? We've seen what all these other courts look. It's going to be like tie dye or something camo. I'm pretty sure. At least the championship, the semis might be as well. Uh, is supposed to be at a neutral site, so it oh might yeah, yeah, they're be. in Vegas. But that's what it's I'm worried be. about. What's it gonna look like? What are they gonna make this new? Is it gonna be like black and gold? What if I hope what if the court's that. just a giant NBA logo and it's just red, white, and blue? <laughs> it's just stretched out NBA logo. <laughs> Jerry, it would be West. cool to see it on a neutral court. But you know, it's yeah. gonna give me a little bit of flashbacks to the bubble. There will be fans there, but I'll, I'll see. Yeah. I'll see the court. Be like, oh no. Well, and what <laughs> fans are gonna like? Who's like? If it's the Lakers and Celtics, like it's gonna be fans. Like it'll be 50-50. Like that'd be a crazy like sight to see. You know what I Who mean? Or Lakers, think- Knicks, or whatever else. Like, you think Lakers would have home court advantage? And if I think if the Lakers, Lakers make make it to Vegas, they'll have the most fans, I think so, too. For I sure, so yeah. Because, I mean, because it's so close, but also just because Lakers fans are everywhere. But the Celtics would be second, in my mind. Yeah. And then the Knicks, I was gonna Knicks say, third. Don't yeah. sleep on the Celtics, dude. Jason Tatum gets MVP chance in just about every That's arena true. he plays in, which is insane. That's um, what I mean. If it's a Lakers-Celtics final, like, that yeah. crowd is, like, going to be one of those special NBA atmospheres we'll ever see. Like, can you imagine – like college, it's like a college basketball atmosphere with the Lakers and the Celtics in the same like arena like that. It would be that's my like that's my I've been picking Lakers Celtics for the finals and all this other stuff. Like if they can do an in season tournament and have like it's the NBA's pick, I'm sure at this point too. But just imagine right. the atmosphere of what that would be like. Like, and I don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like for any of these games, but I even like it, it's going to just be. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see like how the fans turn out for these games and who, what, what kind of fans and what kind of like juice is going to be around. But it feels like it's just going to be loud, and that's like the yeah. best yeah. atmospheres you get for basketball games is when there's just noise the whole time. I know it's going to be it's going to be March Madness like with NBA talent. It's like that's yeah, that's it's kind of the the dream right there. <laughs> like single elimination, man. It, it it's it's going to be super fun. Who who do you guys who do you guys got? What are, what are your picks for the finals? And then and then let's give a winner. Oh, I'm going. Uh, I'll start. I'll go in Kings Celtics, and I think the Kings are going to win it. Ooh. I really think the Kings are going to take it. Wow, I like that, Steve. I'm gonna go. I I don't know why I'm saying this. I guess I'm gonna regret saying it, but I think the Lakers are gonna take down. The Pacers. I think the Lakers take out the Pacers. LeBron add to the yes. legacy winning in season. We should right. not underestimate Anthony how Davis and LeBron James are playing forty eight minutes every night, and then Anthony <laughs> Davis is going to be wheeled out. He's going to be wheeled out in a stretcher after these three games and be like, "You did your part." But and LeBron and AD are, are they're just going to play forty eight. Right. We should and not. I think it's Lakers Pacers. I think we, Pacers pace is going to cause problems if they get by the Celtics. I think they're a good matchup. But I think Lakers over Pacers. It just we, feels like this is written for LeBron to win the first in-season tournament. It's we can't crazy. underestimate LeBron's no, dedication to winning this. And just in one, no, a one-game scenario for LeBron, right. he is going to go nuts. He's going to go crazy. Kings, Bucks. Right. I don't. I don't know what to make of the Bucks. That is my thing. Like, I know. I, was, I don't know what to make of them at this point. They are so inconsistent. I know they've been good 
and they've gotten better Wait, in the last I gotta say weeks. this too. Oh, yeah, how about how about how like a month ago how we were like, what the hell is wrong with Brooke Lopez? Like oh, he's, he's completely lost the other night, 39 points. I know, bro. I, I dropped him he's, on my and he had, he's had like seven blocks, uh, like a three of like the last like six games. It's like, oh well, he woke up, he figured it out. I was cracking up. I, yeah, I saw the, he's been the ESPN, unreal. I saw the ESPN ticker going mm-hmm. going at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> I had to double take, and I was like, "Oh my god, we 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 awoken a beast in, in Brook Lopez." Um, I think my my pick for the the finals in this is going to be Pelicans next. Ooh, nah, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> like, That's, "That is that is out there for Duddy." I was like, "Okay, I want to hear this explanation." No, God, no. They're they're both getting bounced in the first round. It's going to be Celtics Lakers and. I'm I'm with you guys. I think if the Celtics don't win, I think it probably is going to be Braun. Just like you said, Jake, him saying that the other night, I'm like, dude, he is he is doing everything he can to get this trophy. Yes. Also, this this also just came to me. I meant to add in the news and notes, so I'm sorry for that. But Bronny Bronny James officially cleared for basketball um, today, so that's that's huge news. If you're a James family fan or just. Uh, just a fan in general because it's you know it's it's a long journey for him coming back from the the heart recovery so you know maybe bronze plan for for Bronny as well but yeah i think for adam silver's sake for my sake celtics lakers it, it literally this thing would be chef's kiss they couldn't imagine they couldn't have imagined a better scenario if that's yeah. how it comes up if that's Adam Silver is going to start wearing a crown around if if that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the finals match can you imagine the ratings on a saturday night when oh. nothing else is going on and it's lakers celtics in mm-hmm. vegas and you and you see the crowd shots before the game of all the green and yellow just mixed together like it's going to be awesome if that's the case adam silver um, would call up roger goodell and be like you, you fucking seeing this shit dude <laughs> <laughs> either way you have the the first games are on december 4th that's monday night football who's watching Bengals jaguars over nah. the celtics pacers and the kings pelicans i'm not in a nope, single no. elimination game nah Ah, they're going to blow them out. Blow them out of the water. I would not be watching Jake Browning over over either of those games. There's no way. I really Um, think the ratings for these are going to be great. I really, I really, truly do. You got to watch the refereeing being very fishy once we get to that West semifinal, Uh, whether it's the Lakers and Suns against either the Kings uh, or the Pelicans. Because you know what that league is going to want. You know exactly what they, what they need there. Like, a, a Sutton Durant or uh, oh Bucks and Lakers from Eric. I don't hate, I don't they, hate that either. If it's Giannis and LeBron too, no one they ain't gonna be mad about that too. You know, I gotta like, shout out Eric. That is a bold take taking both one seeds. Gotta shout out Eric for that one. <laughs> Super bold. <laughs> I mean, also very possible, but yeah. I, I don't know. Who is I, the least likely you. team? I feel like that we all are on the Knicks being the least likely Knicks, team. To win Knicks, this. I think Donny said it. Knicks, Pelicans, I would be like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Some, like, like I said at the top, too, and I, I don't know if I'm just like having weird feeling about the Suns, but I, I, I don't know. I can't see one because of how motivated LeBron is. So it's going to be tough for them to get by him. 
Yeah. But I just I don't know. I don't I don't know if the Suns care about this. And that's just kind of a hunch I have more than stuff I've seen, but I mean, I I think that they have a better chance at the Pels in the next two, but I I'm definitely excited about the teams that we've been sp- spending the most time on here. Pacers yeah. If it, you know, like I said too, and Steve brought it up, if it ends up being Pacers Kings, I will not be upset oh, at all. There's, there's no. quite a few combinations where I won't be mad here. Even Pacers Pelicans, like the Pelicans yeah, I was gonna say so Pelicans will still man. be fun. I just don't want to see the Knicks. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to see the Knicks. Yeah. I think Matt L here is saying he's probably watching Monday Night Football. Matt, oh. it's Jake Browning on Monday Night Football yeah. against the Jags defense. The Jags defense is good. You, you could be, be watching fun. the Pacers and Celtics put up 300 total points. That game will be like 85 80 at halftime, and you'll yeah. check it and be like, Oh, I and same, same with the Kings and Pelicans. That's too. what I'm saying. You're gonna have two just track meets for the first night. That's what I'm saying. And then, and then Bengals Jags is gonna be like 16 to 13. And oh, you're being generous. Be you're, you're being generous. <laughs> it's Jake crazy. Browning tired, Jalen Brown wired. Exactly. Ooh. There we go. But yeah, this the, the tournament should be great. It's oh, I'm, and this is I, a great point here too. Like this is and this is a spotlight on all the great yeah, talent, especially when we're talking about the Pacers. When we're talking. I mean, Tatum and Brown get a lot of attention, but obviously them, the Kings and Pelicans. That game hopefully gets like huge attention too. And then you get a classic matchup like LeBron and Katie, yes. and, and a thing that we you know what was it? It was the first time when they played a couple weeks ago. It was the first time they had played against each other in a regular season game since like 2018. And now we get this matchup. I know. And and they're both playing pretty well, too. They're both drinking on the fountain of youth. That's for sure. And they're both playing unbelievable. KD, I mean, we talked about how Bron is carrying the Lakers and what he's been doing. Like, KD has just been – it's been amazing to see. Like, the shot making is just – he's been on another level this year, man. It's been been crazy and just can't wait to see them at full health and with that team because they may just be unstoppable. But – uh. It's going to be fun. Monday and Tuesday are going to be great. And then we get some great weekend games going into it, too. It's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah, that, and NBA, good job with the in-season tournament. That is my 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 final thought on it. It did. It took some getting used to, for yep. sure. But but that's with anything new. And you hear the players talking about it, too. Um, you know, whether it's the point differential stuff or just, like, not trying to disrespect the opponent, but I, like like we talked about at the top, like just it, it gets it gets everyone talking about the NBA in a bunch of different ways. Um, like like some of the comments are saying, we get to see the best young players in the league on display in some of these games. We get to see some of the best players to ever play the game right. in some of these games. Yeah. It's, it's a great um, mix, yeah, of everything. And then neutral site, like it's just oh, it's awesome. I can't wait for next week yeah. and. That's what I'm most excited for is the atmosphere. Like, because like, yeah. we just haven't seen what it looks like before. And I'm sure it's going to be like NBA. It's going to be like NBA fans just all descending on there, whether they're fans of the team or just people that just want to go to Vegas and watch three NBA games over the and weekend I, too. Yeah. And I think for the players, it's almost going to feel like they're back in a tournament when they were in like high school again, when they get to Vegas and then it's like, Oh, neutral site with these other teams here. It's like best of the best competing against each other. It's just going to, I think it's going to be awesome experience for them as well. I, I really like, I, I I'm excited for the single elimination format. I think that is going to make these NBA games unlike really any other regular season NBA games we've ever seen. I agree. There's definitely with this with Eric here. There's definitely a few things that they can change in the next couple of years, yeah. and that's why this is the first year. You know, they're going to be working out some, but definitely a win, like a 
huge dub for the league. Like just the interest that it's garnered with whether it's net, whether it's making fun of the courts or just paying more attention and just the competitiveness of these games in the month of November. And then we're going to be at Christmas. And that's basically like for a lot of people, the NBA official start of the season for a lot of people. And then all these guys have been in like competitive mode as it is. So it's been great. I can't wait to see this, this thing going forward for years and years to come. It's, it's amazing, man. It's a great time to be an NBA fan. And Jake, like you were saying, Tuesdays kind of suck and we get, we get to watch, we get to watch this greatness next Tuesday. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. That was our knockout round of the in-season tournament breakdown. I'm sure, you know, we're going to be – we get a recap it all next week. And uh, you guys can lock in as we, we talk about what we saw. And there will be a crown champion. And I'll be smiling ear to ear because it will be the Boston Celtics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really need a Celtics league. I need it. I need oh my it God, more than anything. So I, I need – it would be – I can't even imagine what it would be like the atmosphere of a of a neutral site Celtics Lakers NBA Cup insane game. So you couldn't write a better script, like I said. You, you could not write a better script. Yeah, so and NBA, so good job on your script. Yes, great job, <laughs> good job, Adam Silver for or you know whoever idea the in season tournament was. I'm, I'm officially loving it. Officially loving the in season tournament. That's gonna do it for Happy Hour Hoops. Follow us everywhere at Happy Hour Hoops One. Follow Train Wreck Sports. Um, enjoy the NBA tonight. Enjoy the NBA going forward. Enjoy the in-season tournament games and the knockout rounds. We will see you guys next week for Jake, Steve, and myself. Later, guys. <laughs>